What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David. St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speaks show, guys. I'm your host, Yahabi St. Clair. Now, guys, I'm sitting here with a very special guest. Better enough to call this guest a friend. I am sitting here with Shay Stone, animator, author, motivator, influencer, but better yet, friend first. Shay, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing, I'm doing really well. How about you? You know what? You know, I, I, I see the shirt. And, you know, I'm trying to be better than who I was yesterday. And, right. yo, that, that's it. Be better than you. I want to talk about it. I want to jump right into the book. You know, you know we're, we're hearing that the book is on the way, Shay. Tell For us, sure. you know, about yourself. How did you get started in writing? How did you find your passion? And just pretty much everything else. Sure, sure. Uh, well, for the for probably most of my adult life, well, not probably, for sure, most of my adult life, I've been an animator. Uh, and that's something I've always wanted to do since I was a child. You know, I've always wanted to be an animator for a feature film or just a reputable company in general. And so that's what I've been. So thankfully, I've been blessed to do that uh, for all of my life at this point. But uh, for the last couple of years, I've actually transitioned into writing and uh, coaching which is which is has been interesting to say the least and um honestly very rewarding as well you know because i think it's i think it's interesting because when you do something like animation right and when you're in that field and you work in a movies and you have the comparability you build a lifestyle you know you're making good money and stuff like that it's easy to you know get comfortable right it's easy to say okay this is enough i've succeeded i've you know i fulfilled my dream i can just do this for the rest of my life and you know just kind of coast on on that end um and I've kind of given up all of that to, you know, pretty much start at the base camp, right? So, so writing and coaching, they're both new to me, but they both encompass my, what's well, been my life's work forever. Uh, so it's been an easy transition, uh, but it's been interesting as well. So that's, that's pretty much the, the juice. The juice more so like on the writing. I like telling stories is, is one thing, getting into it and also mm-hmm. overbreaking the hurdle of writer's block. Right. I just finished writing a book. Everyone knows about that. But you're in the process. And we like for everyone now that's now listening. It's weird because I have to get everyone up to speed with our relationship. Right. So in the last conversation we had, you know, we talked on the book. We talked about the whole process and writing. So which is really interesting. I really wanted to pick your brain on just like the little things that you're learning about yourself from the author writer perspective. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's interesting. Every single day, you know, yeah. um, I, I learn. I've I've learned so much about myself, and I think it's uh, and I don't think it's that I didn't know about myself. I think it's uh, it's more of an articulation scenario, right? And I think we've talked about that before. It's like because when you're writing, because my book is it's not really storytelling. It's it's more of uh, teaching or just sharing. I'll I'll say because I don't want to assume that people don't know that's something that's in the book. Um, but it's just sharing what my life work has been and how I operate, you know, on a mental level and how you know. Uh, just being an intellectual and using the higher faculties of my mind and stuff like that on a daily basis, it words become natural for me. But the thing is, it's been natural for me for so long that writing the book, it's been insanely hard trying to articulate how you operate on a daily basis, right? Um, because you, you, you do stuff and, you know, and you've experienced it and everyone's experienced it where, you know, somebody says, oh, how do you do that? Or how do you, you know, how do you know what to do when you work out or, you know, whatever the case is? And you're like, I don't know, I just do it. 
you know? So to get to that point where you're writing a book and you're like, all right, well, I have to explain this in a way where people fully understand it. People who don't know me, right, uh, can understand where I'm actually coming from. And to be able to look within yourself and articulate that, like that mental process that you do subconsciously, right? To articulate what you're doing on a subconscious level is extremely hard um, it's, and it's, it's fun as well. Uh, but that's been the biggest challenge and it's still a bigger challenge. You know, when you say it's like, it, I feel like it's a, definitely an everyday challenge. One thing that I was faced with, with the book, I had to break out of the mentality of, okay, I'm not writing anymore, right? It's like, you're an actress, you're an actor, you're getting ready for this big movie. You know, you guys have been shooting for about a year and a half, two years, but you're All not right. that character anymore. So for me, it's like, damn, like, I, would I was so used to waking up 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to write. I'm not doing that anymore. But now right. I'm up 4 or 5 a.m., I got to put this energy into training or, or, or whatever the case may be. So I don't, you know, as far as just the way people view you and the perception, for me, I was a fitness professional before I tapped into all of this. You, you're an animator. So it's like, okay, my viewpoint, Shay, which is interesting because mm -hmm. I think I met you, we met back in 2018. Right. I think it was back, back in 2018, which is like, yeah. damn, time flies. That's right. crazy. I know, man. <laughs> that is, I feel like I just met you. That's seriously, man. Like, it's been two years already. That's, that's insane. It, it's it, yeah. it's legit. It, that's legit what it's been. And when I when I met you, you were in the animation, of course, obviously <laughs> still in. So as I view you now and watch from the outside in, watching you transition from animator, writer, author, it's like, oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's really cool from the outside in because right. I was already a fitness professional writer. Then everyone's still viewing me as that. So, exactly. right. so I would, this would actually lead me right to my next question. Mm -hmm. So you know exactly where I'm getting this. How do you break out of that? The transition of going from <clears throat> animator to writer? Is it you're still the same person? Do you learn to shed a little here just to take on a little right. bit more here? Yeah, it's, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you talk about writer and coaching and, you know, being an author and stuff like that, it's like, you, 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 miss, you mentioned animation, right? You mentioned animation after that. It, it seems like it's not far-fetched, right? Um, but I think the crazy thing is, is that animation is a big part of uh, why I do what I, how I'm able to do what I do, right? It, it's a big part of coaching. It's a big part of writing. Um, and it's a big part of what I do because uh, to be an animator, you have to... Uh, you have to understand things. You have to understand things on a psychological level, right? Uh, you have to understand physics. You have to understand how to read people. You have to understand body language, right? You have to understand how to be somebody else and be in somebody else's shoes, right? So you have to be empathetic, and uh, so those are very key traits of being a good animator. And for me, in particular, you know, um, my animation skills were more so on acting, right? Um, that's kind of how I was known in my industry as an more so as an acting animator. Uh, so that is that's conducive to coaching and it's conducive to writing right and helping people because i'm able to put myself in your shoes and, and help you um instead of trying to help you as if it was me right because it's not me uh so i think animation is a, is a big role and, and because of what you have to understand to be an animator you have to understand those things to be a writer and to be a coach as well absolutely so i'm just going to jump to this point so you would see so, you would see something that obviously the blind eye can't see I have no background whatsoever in animation. So if I were to make a cartoon, you would see it probably a million things you could definitely pick apart. Because of right. course, right? That's your profession, that's your background, that's more so your niche. With me, it's like, hmm, I don't know what I'm doing. So with writing, did you feel that way at first when you first started or was more so like, okay, like, oh, like 
easy. The story just tells itself with the human <laughs> experience. No, I uh, with writing, I, I I started off not knowing what the hell I was doing. No, I I yeah, I would write, and, uh, and I I think uh, what we talked about before the articulation process. I didn't pick that up until after I started rewriting the book. To be honest with you, I wrote the whole book, um, you know, in in a pass, and I was going to publish it, you know. And thank God I went back to read one of the chapters, you know, after a certain hiatus, and uh, and I was like, yeah, no, this is this this won't cut it. Right, because I, as I was reading it, I felt like I was leaving leaving things behind. Like I felt like I was talking as if you should already know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, so rereading it um, kind of helped me understand that no, you can't do that, right? So I think that was the, and at the time it really wasn't a challenge. Like I said, I was just going with it, so it seemed like I was I was just fine because I was just kind of writing out writing out my own thoughts. So the book was very fine if it was a diary, you know, or something that only I had to understand. Um, but because it wasn't that's what made me rewrite it and articulate uh, much better. One thing I love about you, Shay, is you're very, uh, what's the word? I would definitely say adventurous, right? Since I've met you, 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 you transitioned into doing this. You moved here, right? You've moved here. And just, just watching you from the outside, again, from the outside, like it's really, it's really, really inspiring knowing mm -hmm. that people can't box you in. I'm pretty sure people are like, oh, why don't you just stick with this? Ooh, when yeah. that, right it's, it's annoying like when you experience it at first when you know your friends and your peers see you transitioning hey like okay you're tapping into these waters you're accustomed to doing this everyone knows you for this right you could be great at multiple different things right the rock mm -hmm. was a wrestler first now he's right. on um xfl so mm -hmm. to see people transition and watch you evolve that's inspiring what has what i really want to like i want to like chime back in and like go back to the nitty beginning back to animation okay. what was the first thing that you drew do you remember, I don't remember it's random uh, but i uh, want to know if if i had to as far as back as i can remember the first thing i drew was beast from beauty and the beast what do you remember at that moment like what like what's what what sparked it there uh well my my brother used to draw when, uh, when we were kids so so and at the time you know big brother big sister you know you want to be just like them and do whatever they do right so that's kind of how it started so he would draw and then I would try to draw and then he stopped drawing and I just kept drawing I stuck with it you know so I would try to I, would, I wouldn't draw the same things he drew but I would draw like Disney characters and stuff I love Disney movies you know so when I saw Lion King Lion King was pretty much a staple for me Aladdin was a staple for me um, and Toy Story that's that's when it hit right when Toy Story came out I was like all right I gotta do that I was like, I don't know what that is. I didn't understand animator and all that kind of stuff. I was way too young. Like I said, I was about eight years old at this time. Uh, but I knew I wanted to do that. You know, so Toy Story was it for me. But uh, yeah, I would just keep drawing Disney characters. I would play with Barbies a lot. And, you know, it sounds crazy, but I would play Barbies just for an imagination purposes and processing purposes, right? Um, I would observe, you know, the world around me. I've always been an observant child. And I would use Barbies as a way to process the things that I've observed. I would reenact situations with Barbies, right? Um, but it was a processing mode for me. And, uh, and, and it's just grown and grown and grown. And it's just something I've studied forever. And I'm going to continue to study. And that's why I've kind of transitioned into this. To watch, to watch a transition is dope. I love to jump back to the point that like sparked everything, right? Like okay, what, yeah, no, yeah like sorry, what, like, I get off like, topic, man. Nah, I know you're good. I want to know <laughs> I, because if there's a domino, there's always a domino effect to everything. So what right. flickered that first domino? If you, it goes all the way back there. And to watch it just snowball into something that like, I, I can't even say we imagine at this point because you might expect exceed your expectations as far as just what you imagine behind the book 
behind the store, behind just anything as far as this coaching and everything else. Staying yeah. innovative right now is extremely important, obviously, with COVID and everything else going on. Right. How easy was it for you? Would you say easy, of course, or did you find some challenge or resistance as far as just switching remotely and, you know, being quarantined in? No, 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 um, I haven't. I haven't had any transition uh, with, with COVID, honestly. Um, if any, I mean, just traveling, you know, if I, like I said, being adventurous on a physical, you know, physical level, just going out and doing whatever I want to do. Can't do that anymore. But uh, no, unfortunately, you know, I was, I was taking care of my mom. She was sick, you know, for a long time. Uh, so I was kind of quarantined before the quarantine happened. So there was no transition for me when, when COVID happened. Um, if anything, it's made it even better, to be honest, because uh, it gives me the ability to focus, right, and uh, really figure out what I want to do. Because if, you know, if the gates were open, who knows where we'd be, right? A lot of people are focusing right now and, and getting the time to do everything they've been wanting to do or and even just think, right? <laughs> uh, just think about what they want to do uh, with the COVID. Because if we didn't have COVID, we'd be loose cannons right now. We wouldn't be doing half the things that we're doing. So. Um, but as far as transitioning, no, there wasn't no transition phase for me. You said without COVID, there we wouldn't be doing as half as what we're doing. I agree with you. Um, mm -hmm. I heard this lyric, I think from Russ, direction's more important than speed. Right. Like that is just like totally agree with that. Powerful, right? Mm -hmm. So when going back to again, it's so I want to say it's weird for the outside listening because in my mind, I'm like chiming off of based on the last conversation that we had. And one of the right, things right, that right. you told me that, that stuck with me was like, oh, you said something. And, and like, you're definitely one of the people, you're one of the people too, where it's like, I, someone could do the smallest thing for you and it's like, boom, and it's the yeah. biggest thing. So right. you told me something, you was like, oh, well, do you feel that, you know, you're taking on too much? You said something yeah. like that. It's something right. in the context. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, would make makes me go back to the saying of oh, you know the saying you try to catch two rabbits at once. You know how many rabbits you catch, you end up catching none. So I took that little gem and like really evaluated what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. right? Looking back at um, you know, just speaking with you based on the last time we talked, and I'm like, okay, the book's done. Um, we conversed, we talked about podcasts, we talked about uh, storytelling, we talked about writing, we touched on a lot of different things. Yeah, um, balance. Like you hit me like the second you said that I'm like, oh, I already know what question I'm gonna ask you next time I see you. I'm <laughs> wanna talk to you about balance. How do you find the balance? Because I have something called workaholic tendencies, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like okay, I feel like I did enough. I did eight hours here. Right. It doesn't feel like enough. So how do yeah. you find that balance? Um, I think it's there's two things, I guess. Uh, one, one is I used to be that I used to be that way too. Like I used to be a dabbler, right? I, I would, I want to do that. I want to do, I want to do this. I want to do an online store. I want to animate. I want to get into stocks. I want to write. I want to, you know, I want to do all these things, you know, and, and I would try to do them. Right. And I did that for years, you know, just tapping in and, and learning about these things all at the same time, learning about a bunch of stuff all at the same time. It wasn't doing, it wasn't doing anything for me. Like it wasn't giving me any result, any results. Yeah. It, it helped me familiarize myself with certain things, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. Like I knew that. Right. And uh, it doesn't matter what I did. You know, you can't get to one, you can't get to one, uh, you know, you can't go one direction. Think of, you know, with four different, you know, uh, four different motives. Right. Uh, so I think for me, it was just starting focusing on one thing at a time. 
right? So, so for instance, with this with this book, uh, I'm not I'm not doing any more animation. Like I've completely you know fallen off the radar with that. I have no idea what's going on in the animation industry at this point. You know, I can figure it out very quickly, but I'm just not in in that space. You know, um, anything any other business ventures I have, I'm not in that space. It's just about I the book. I want to. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to stop you right there because like you hit a point like, yo, I'm I'm not there. Why? I'm not where. Like you, like you said, as far as like taking a break from animation, you know, mm. you go and like, but you would know right away what's going on. I wouldn't like, why? Why would I break away from it? Yeah. Like, why, like I wouldn't like, why? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Like, just as far as like, just not being an animator right now or just. Yeah. Yeah. As far as just like, what made you, because I felt the same mm. way. The reason why I'm asking that is I felt yeah, the same exact you. way about fitness. Same yeah. No, I know where you're going now. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, I, I think it's uh it's just where where my passion is at that right now, right? And uh, and not only just my passion, you know, it's it's what I feel like my purpose is too, right? And and it's and it's crazy because it feels like I'm circling because this is you know this is where I've started mentally as a child, right? I started in this observation mode and I was always kind of you know studying and then it switched over and and it, it's crazy how. I've cycled through, I, I, I've, I've completed a circle because now it's like, I went through animation. It's like I had to go through animation because of what it helped me, it helped me, it expanded who I already was, right? Animation just took it to a deeper level so where it's like, hot damn. And it's like, so now I'm back. So now I'm like, okay, now I need to just go back to studying, right? And, and helping. And I feel like that's my, my purpose, to be honest with you. I never, I don't think I've ever felt like animation was my purpose. It was my passion and it was my dream, you know? Uh, it's what I wanted, but it's not what I needed to do. If that, makes uh, sense. that makes tons of sense because okay. I, that's how I feel about fitness and mm -hmm. we connected through there. And at the time I was doing right. that, he was doing animation. So for us right. to boom connect and we're talking right in, we're on a podcast platform now, two right. years later, you really, you really never know. Mm -mm. Like you, like, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty crazy to know that we are, we're kind of, we were going on down the same track and we, we started off on just completely different terrains. Right. And, and God bless Kobe Bryant, man, because another thing oh, is yeah. me and Shay, like diehard Laker fans. So we connected from there. So yeah, no, that, yeah, that was, yeah, exactly. Like, but, uh, definitely. Uh, I want to go off guard with that. But the reason right, why, sure. the reason why I mentioned that was um, we found, I found common ground with you. Then we connected from the basketball standpoint. Mm -hmm. when, obviously when Kobe Bryant passed, that touched us in a different way. Right. But Dear Basketball was something I've been thinking about, right? With Kobe mm. Bryant, he wrote Dear Basketball. And how I was handling the grieving process was so, it was so tough. I'm not gonna lie, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah, it was no, definitely sure. tough. Yeah. It was really hard because it's like, you know, you watch your super, like you watch your superhero, right? Just go. And I, that one hurt. Yeah. That one definitely hurt. But no, I remember, very immortal. Uh, yeah. immortal. Sorry, yeah. I remember just like you know watching like highlight clips of you know his interviews. He's talking about deer basketball. He's talking about you know the art of storytelling. Kobe mm -hmm. Bryant's talking about storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. Right. And I remember this quote. My mentor told me this quote. And this was like a couple months ago. He was like, "Your hobby, uh, do not let pain go to waste." Right. So mm -hmm. whatever you feeling, don't let that pain go to waste. So right. I made sure I'm like, okay. Kobe's gone. I got to do something with it. I was just, so I'm like, you know what? Let me write more. And that's right. when I really pressed out sweats to suits. I know you touched on something before. I like, obviously this was not in the question, but it's how do you react to pain? How do you respond to pain and in moments like that in those dark times? Yeah, that's a <clears throat> interesting question. Um, you know, I've always kind of felt, 
I've always kind of been a stoic, you know, in, in, in many ways where, you know, it's easy for me to remain calm under chaos, right? And I think it's because I've realized at a very young age that reacting or overreacting, um, having knee-jerk reactions to situations uh, that are overwhelming doesn't help the situation, right? So uh, just understanding that, I don't need to, like, for me, there there's no deep underlying secret or anything like that it's just that's the case you know it, re reacting or panicking or anything like that freaking out that doesn't help the situation right you think about it and understand and try to wrap your head around it and face it right and uh and process it and for me like when Kobe passed uh yeah that was that was really tough and for me honestly I was already in a tough place <laughs> you know uh, with my mom being sick so it was just like holy moly like that's that's insane and I don't know if it, I don't, I don't know if the pain helps me, uh, like, like you said, you know, you were like, oh, don't let that pain go to waste. And I think that's incredibly important and, and an awesome, an awesome quote. Uh, but for me, it didn't help me like, oh, I want to do a bunch of stuff now. You know, everybody, everybody grieves differently. But for me, I think it was just more of a love thing, to be honest with you. Right. It was just like, and it was more of a, like I said, just understanding that, that we're all going to go sometime, right? And I think a lot of times we live life as if other people die, and we don't, right? And uh, so I think it was just, it just gave me a level of introspection, like, and just gave me more gratitude um, as far as processing that, um, but it didn't, uh, like, motivate me to, you know, do as much as Kobe Bryant did or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. I just try to face it and process it and just have gratitude and uh, figure out how to deal with the emotions more so than trying to keep myself busy, trying to, you know, ignore it or, you know, release it as, as energy, which is good. Absolutely. You know, you don't, you don't want to, one thing you don't want to do is, I want to say idolize your energy as far as just like not do anything at all. The worst well, you don't want to suppress have. it either, right? Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, once you suppress your energy, I mean, that it, we have to express the things that, that happens in our mind, right? We, we get energy constantly to and through every single day, every single moment of our lives, even now, you know, and whatever we're feeling, whatever energy that comes within our bodies, you know, we, we, we reason with it and things like that. And we have to, whatever impress has to be expressed, right? right? And, uh, and once you express it, then, you know, you can, you can live and, and be in a comfortable emotional state and, and a comfortable well-being. Uh, but if you suppress it, Right. And that's how we get into things like anxiety and depression. And, you know, we get into a negative emotional state. So like you said, however you do it, it's fine. As long as you're expressing whatever that is. So let's talk about it. I want to talk about anxiety, right? I want to, I want to chime in on, I want to definitely chime in on anxiety and depression. Um, uh, definitely anxiety and depression now, especially with. <laughs> I didn't think that's where we were going in this conversation today, oh, but I'm Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to latch. I got to latch on to. I got to latch on to those two, especially now, uh, you know, with the recent pandemic across the world. You know, there was, the, you know, the Black Lives Matter riots and, and you know, all of that going around the world um, these last few months. One of the things that I've noticed, well, for me, was just right away after the, like, the whole George Floyd thing was I was honestly yeah. experiencing this anxiety of you know, me going outside. Right. Right. And like, like, wait a minute, hold on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I had to get out of that. Right. So all of a sudden, and this is as of recent, like, this is probably like, like five, maybe like four or five weeks ago, you know, okay. I'm, it's been maybe like a month and a half. I'm outside. I'm like this. Oh yeah. Me too. It's like, it's like, it's weird. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm learning 
how to obviously it's either handle that anxiety, suppress it, whatever the case may be of just going back outside. Right. right. We got so accustomed to being quarantined in. We've been right. since March. Bro, yeah, I, know, right? yes. I hate it. dude. So uh, Shay, what I'm trying to learn is like, I'm like, damn, like there's so many different, there's the internal, there's the external mm-hmm. and there's the controllables and the non-controllables. So for you, how do you handle, I know you definitely touched on, you know, the pain, but how, in, in times where, you know, you're faced with a big project, you know, you have the book coming out, you have other projects on the way, of course, but there is the outside world. Obviously, we can't control what Trump says, right? right. We can't control right. riots and this, that, and the third. How do you respond to that? Do you have like that net where you could go to or it's like, mm. um, You know, that's, that's tough for me because um, like I said, I try to protect you know, my, my mind as much as possible, you know, um, and keep it in a stable state, uh, a positive state. Um, and when I say positive, I don't mean I'm just, you know, gassing myself up, you know, I'm pretending certain things are happening and that are not, or vice versa. Um, but, I, but I understand who I am and I understand that I need a certain level of mental stability and there's a process of how to maintain that. So uh, what's going on in the world is, is huge, and especially, you know, for people like us. And with everything that's already going on, uh, like you said, with projects and things like that, even personal matters and stuff, uh, it, yeah, it gets really tough to, to, to focus, right? All, you know, 100%. But for me, I've been on this pattern for so long, um, where I'm trying to figure out how to I don't emotionally involve myself in anything that's going to put me in a negative emotional state as much as possible. Okay. So, so with that being said, I don't ignore the things that are happening on the outside. Um, instead, I, like I said, I, I notice it and I learn about it and I process it and then I'm back. I, I switch back. Right. And, uh, and in the meantime, as I switch back to what I need to be doing with my own life, um, I find opportunities like this where we can talk, where we can talk about it or that I can express my feelings about the matter, you know, before I, before I actually make the shift. And that way I deal with it. And then it's, you know, and it's back and it's back to it. Unfortunately, like with, with stuff with George Floyd, like that, that actually hit me pretty hard. Like that was, that was, <laughs> that was ridiculous, dude. And, uh, and I remember talking to my buddy about it for probably like three hours, you know, after, after I heard about it. And, uh, but at the same time, it's like, I, you could, you could obsess yourself about it. I know a lot of people do. And, it, and it's just, like you said, everybody deals with things differently. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, in my mind, I, I, I can, I can obsess about it. I can stress about it, you know, about that situation and, and, uh, and situations like that, but it, it's not going to do anything for me, you know, and it sounds kind of selfish, I guess. Um, but we, we can really get into a, if I think about, and, and not even just George Floyd, if I just think about us, right. If I just think about my own, um, uh, safety when I walk out of my house, you know what I'm saying? And it's something that I have to worry about, right? All the time. Uh, I can dream myself, right? On an energetic level. It's just like, and I, I can, I can send myself into depression if I think about it long enough. Right. So, so knowing that I think it's important not to, right. Uh, people are handling it. Things are getting handled. Uh, you know, processes are happening. I mean, you can do whatever you can do, uh, in the privacy of your own life, uh, to make sure that you're spreading the word and spreading awareness to other people, you know, without it ruining your own psyche. I mean, def- definitely, uh, emotionally detaching yourself from, 
scenario like that. I mean, it's definitely hard to. It's extremely hard right. to. Extremely it's, it's hard to. And, and, it seems, and it seems incredibly selfish to us because it's like, oh, something big is going on. It's bigger than you. I'm like, you're absolutely right. But uh, at the same time, nothing's bigger than you. Right? So uh, that, that's, that's the mindset that we have to go in. And, and, it's, and it's struggling at times because, you know, like I said, you know, uh, you don't want to be that way. But at the same time, you have to be that way. And you have to know when to make that cut. You know, and that's, that's a, that's a big part of, I mean, even how people deal with problems in general, you know, you have to know, like, and, it, and it's, and it's another testament to, uh, to animation as well, you know, because animation, you're never done. Right. And that's, that's how it is in the creative mode, you know, any creative medium writing or uh, anything like that, you know, you're never really done, you, but you have to understand when it's done. Right. Uh, you have to understand when it's okay. Right. To, to shift into something, something else. All right. It's time to do another project. Right. Uh, one of my professors used to say, you can't polish shit. You know, so uh, and his meaning was not that it is shit all the time, but it is what it is, right? And it doesn't matter how much you you know paint, clear, nail polish on it; it's, it nothing's gonna happen, right? It's gonna still be the same, and you just you got you got to get rid of it. And you got to know when to when you shift your focus back. So with animation, uh, that's that's a really big thing is understanding when the shot is done, no matter how much better you think you can make it, right? And it's the same thing of how we deal with our problems and how we deal with situations that happen outside of us, like you know uh, BLM or violence or any kind of any kind of other violence that, that's happening in the world politics you know you have to know when it's cut right and yes sure if somebody wants to call you selfish for doing that that's fine but that's an important role in making sure that we're you know uh fulfilled and stay mentally stable and, and you know continue to be the leaders of our lives and understand who we are it's like protecting protecting your energy from yourself in a sense right yeah right sure. in in some cases you know we are our worst enemies mm-hmm. right you know exactly what you're strong at, but you also know your weaknesses as well. Right. So I just, I was telling my client this yesterday because he said something in a joking matter. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm going to leave you with this quote. Don't underestimate your strengths and don't underestimate your weaknesses. Because right. I'm strong in a lot of areas, but, right. my, but my weaknesses could take me out oh, like yeah. that. Like no one can take me out, but my, what, me? Your weaknesses, or, yeah, not for sure. Absolutely. Your weaknesses are your triggers, Right. Your, your weaknesses uh, defined you, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, because your weaknesses, uh, like I said, it's, it's your trigger point. And once we're triggered, many of us, we're, we're in a reactive state. You know, we're not thinking anymore, right? So conscious, our consciousness and all that kind of stuff. Now we're just acting based on our paradigms, right? Which is just our habits, just, just what we do. We're in a reactive state. We're not, we're not making any decisions, right? So your weaknesses, yeah, like you can't underestimate them. You have to, you have to understand your weaknesses more than you understand your strengths. Because like I said, because when shit goes south, you have to make sure you don't either. Like you don't go with it, right? Uh, so, so yeah, no, I, I completely, uh, I completely agree with you. Understanding your triggers and what gets you into a reactive state and gets you acting out of your mind or thinking out of your mind is more important than you know relishing in what you're good at. One of the things that you definitely did, you honestly, you you kind of exposed a couple of uh, things for me, like as far as just my weaknesses, right? Accepting criticism without feeling offended. You're the first person I presented my cartoon with, right? I'm like, I think this was like a year and a half ago, two years. I can't remember. I presented my cartoon. I wrote up a couple of episodes and a couple of scripts. And um, I had to learn how to take your criticism without feeling offended. And like, okay, this is what I, I rather then like, honestly, two years later, I seen the value from it. Right. Right. Because I'd rather you tell me this than me on front street with something that makes absolutely no sense, right? right? Exactly. So I had to look at that and I'm like, okay, 
that's a weak area for me, right? Why do I feel a way if someone's critiquing my work? Right. I want my work to be critiqued in some ways, right. right? Absolutely, we want our work to get critiqued. I'm stepping in shallow waters. I don't know, like, you know, this is form words to me to begin with. So mm-hmm. from the writer's perspective, am I okay? How could I become better? But I needed to understand your mindset, and this goes back to what you just said maybe 10 minutes ago, from the animation standpoint, from your mindset. So I overthought that one so bad. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, Shay, you sure? And I had me, and I had me, yo, Shay, I kid you not, I can't make this up. You had me really, I really, I was at a point where I was questioning, is this good enough? Right. Am I good enough? Good. Can I actually like write out a cartoon? What do you mean good? Yeah, I know good. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is like the criticism, the little criticism that you gave made me question why, like, why did I start to feel insecure the the second I, I felt the critique? Right. Mm-hmm. So you really helped me dig. And that's when I, it goes back to what I said. It's the littlest things subconsciously that you don't think you're doing that you honestly do the most for people. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to give you the flowers on that. But also, how do you how do you accept that criticism without feeling offended from your end? Uh, it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But and that's uh, yeah. that that's honestly it. And and one thing I realized, I'm like, yo, you're absolutely right. This is not about me. No. And it I had to go back to the drum board because your hobby two years ago was completely different. I had mm-hmm. no idea who my target audience was, right? right? What's the passion for now? My dog just died this year, right? Mm-hmm. She had cancer. My cartoons officially dedicated to her. It's a cartoon for right. now. Now mm-hmm. it has a little bit more you know, it has that firepower behind it. It has a little bit more passion and spark behind it. So sure. now I could start brand new scratch because there's a little mm-hmm. bit more oomph that I could actually right. throw into it. So right. before I was just kind of like throwing something at you and it was really special for anyone that's like, of course, listening in. I met Shay back in 2018 when I was working at Lifetime Athletic. But one thing you don't know, Shay, I actually met, um, I believe her name is Nancy White, if I'm not mistaken. I met this writer you know how it is in Westchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met this writer. She used to work for the um, Magic School Bus cartoon. And she like, okay. wrote out a couple episodes. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know about the tennis courts? Like, you know how they had the tennis courts yeah, over yeah, there in the right, corner? Right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. We had like, you know how they had the complimentary session? Uh, mm-hmm. I was giving everyone a complimentary session. So we sat down. And this woman's like, like 90, like 95, 96. Hey, hey. Hopefully she's still here. God, like, I'm not trying to sound funny. Right. But. You know, this woman, like, we chopped it up, and she was just, like, just talking about stories. Oh, man. Just, like, that stories. And that, that's what sparked it. That's when I met you. I legit met you two weeks man. after that. Right. I met you two weeks after. I that's think, crazy, man. I think you was trying to do, I think it was, like, a fitness challenge or something like that. You oh. started working out. Yeah. You was leaning up, too. Yeah, Tell yeah, us yeah. about that, Shay. Tell us about your health and fitness. Yeah, nah, for sure. I see you though. Come on, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, man. Hey, listen, I'm trying to come back, man. <laughs> hey, it's, it's been it's been rough. Uh, it's been rough lately, but it's coming back for sure. Uh, I've actually been juicing for like the last couple of days as well, just trying to trying to get down a little bit. But uh, nah, my health and fitness is it, crazy. It started it started about four, uh, five years ago at this point. And uh, and it's crazy because I used to be super unhealthy, man. Like super duper. Like just. I was, I was much bigger, you know, um, and then I also used to smoke cigarettes, 
I used to eat like crazy, you know, and it was just really bad. And then uh, back in 2014, uh, my dad passed, right? And, and it, everything just got worse from there. Like, so I was smoking even more. I was drinking a lot of beer. I wasn't doing much. I was just, you know, just kind of in it, right? Just uh, not at no activity level or nothing like that. And it just got even worse. So I think I hit my heaviest uh, during, during that stage. And, uh, and it was really tough. And then luckily, uh, once, my, once my dad actually passed, uh, what happened was the day before he passed, I was in Walmart, okay? And I was there getting him some shirts or whatever he wanted at the time. And I slipped, I slipped in Walmart, like uh, they, there was a puddle and I slipped on it. And the way I went down, I went down so slowly, but I went down like trying to make sure I don't go down. So my knee did some weird stuff as I was actually falling, right? Uh, and it was like a weird slow fall, definitely weird. But anyway, so, uh, so, you know, long story short, you know, I talked to, you know, Walmart and all this other stuff and I wasn't working at the time. And, you know, and then my dad ended up passing. So I'm like, oh, now I don't even have time to deal with this right now. Right. Um, so what ended up happening is because I didn't have time to deal with it as far as Walmart and going to the hospital or going to the, seeing the doctor and all this other stuff, I had to deal with my dad. So my knee just got actually worse. So it, it actually really, uh, it, it swelled up like crazy. You know, it got to a point where I couldn't extend it. Right. And, uh, and if I would sit static for a little while, um, I couldn't stand up. Like it was just some weird, something weird happened to it. And I'm not sure exactly yet, but the moral of the story is that was my pretty much uh, initiation into health and fitness because I didn't have insurance at the time. I wasn't working or anything like that. Uh, but I knew, I, I remember sitting on my stairs crying, thinking, damn, I'm only 25 and I'm never going to like be able to like walk normally again. Like my knee, and like now my knees just messed up for the rest of my life. And I was just like, nah, that ain't, that ain't going to happen. Right. Uh, so I just got like on this crazy binge to like, I started researching health and fitness and like what, what it was, it all was dedicated to my knee at first. And then it just expanded, it just blossomed from there. Like, and honestly, this knee is complete, like it's hundred percent healed. And it's been like that for, for ages. It's actually my better knee, which is pretty crazy. But, um, that was my introduction into health and fitness. And on top of that, uh, I actually, I actually used to get sick like every single month, like my immune system was completely garbage. Like you can bank that I was going to get sick every month. It didn't matter what was, what was happening. And I think now, uh, well, not, I think now, uh, I don't even remember the last time I was sick, you know? So, uh, pushing myself into health and fitness because of what happened with my knee has been a little game changer for me, for sure. And of course, when I met you, that's when, uh, I was kind of reaching that peak. No, you, oh, you were definitely, you were definitely, <laughs> I, I swear, I swear I caught you at the right time too. Um, yeah. Yo, just with health and fitness, I'm just now getting back into it myself. So right. I feel this like entire new respark. Say I feel great. I'm not eating red meat. Nah, you I look feel, amazing, dude. Yo, I feel good. You like good, I dude. feel really good. I'm oh, you yeah. know I'm only weighing 139. Like I'm at 139 oh, really? right now. Yeah. I got Dang. a little I, yo, I got a bike off. I bought a bike off of Amazon. I'm up yeah. every morning, 5 a.m. doing my 30, 40 minutes. I, oh, yeah. I, I roll my bike out on the deck. I yeah. do something and I'm good. I don't even, um, my style of training is different now. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't have the access to the weights. You know, the gyms are closed. Right, so right, I'm just right. doing a little calisthenic routine, a little cardio in the morning. How are you able to keep up with, you know, with your routine, with your projects, with everything else? Are you still, you know, managing that consistency as far as just training, even at home? Right. So, yeah. So when I, when I moved into this house, I actually uh, built a gym in the garage. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on now. Yeah, hold on now. Yeah, hey, hold on. Let me see. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, no, I got to. 
<laughs> no, I got to gym down. So I got to gym downstairs. Uh, so yeah, I try to, uh, I try to make time for that as much as possible. I'm not, I'm not on any, uh, uh, strict, you know, schedule or anything like that. I just go down there and hit it, you know, uh, when I get time. Cause right now the book is honestly focusing in general right now is pretty tough for me. Like I said, you know, there's, there's personal things that I'm, I'm processing and stuff like that. So focusing in general is pretty tough. Uh, so the book is the most important thing for me to finish right now. So you know, I don't have, I'm not trying to be like, all right, at one o'clock, I got to do this at two o'clock. I got to do this. You know, if I have, uh, you know, an interview or something like that, or, or a meeting with a client or something, then, you know, of course I'll schedule my day around that. But I just, I lift in between time, man, but I'm still, I'm still lifting up for sure. Hey, I definitely want to know, you know, you, you know, you mentioned the book. I see, I see the shirt. So, you know, when are we, what I want to know, when am I getting my signed copy? Yeah, when, yeah. when can we, when can we expect the book? Uh, it's going to be this year for sure. And uh, I don't want to give a date because uh, I've been setting dates for this book for the last probably year and things have just been happening and happening and happening. And I'm just like, Oh my God, you know what I mean? So I, I was like, look, I'm not setting a date anymore, but I will say this. It is almost done. Like okay. it's, it's, it's close. So let's talk, let's, let's talk about that because I'm at the point where I'm looking at my book, right? So that's the know, suit. Okay. It's yep. like 115 pages. When I broke down the size, I have my books over here. I have my books over here. Right. I need a basic sample to go based off of. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you read the four agreements. No. The four agreements. The reason why I mentioned the four agreements, it's the same exact size. Okay. Same, same exact size. So mm -hmm. I needed to figure out, okay, what kind of style of book do I want to go like, do I want to go a little bit more in depth, like hard copies? Do I want something like simple, like boom, like quick, quick, like a pocket kind of a style of right. a book. So right. what I started doing, I know this is probably really weird. I, I never told anyone this, but I legit took every book in my house and like, I felt it like in my hands. Mm -hmm. just imagine it was mine, someone reading it, right. Yeah. Picking it up. Like, how does it feel to you? Right. right. And I'm feeling, then I, I picked up the four agreements. I'm like, okay, six by nine that's the size that i want originally yeah. i was at 300 and something pages then when i oh, went through it and which makes me go back to what you said you know you read one chapter and you're like oh right. okay this is this is not it right i was battling something for months shay about how long should a book be mm -hmm. how there's no rules to it right there's right. legit no rules to it i was putting so much more pressure on myself no one was expecting all of this from me, by the way. Right, no, oh, sure. this book, oh, it gotta be 600. I didn't like, expect a book from you either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. like no one's, ex no one, yeah. but that's the thing, no one's expecting that. I actually started writing this book back in um, 2018. Like, it's funny because right before I worked for Lifetime, I was working for my older brother doing timeshares. Right. And on my way to the job, I started writing this book. I was taking like a MTA or something like that. But mm -hmm. it started in my notes to my phone, and it evolved oh, yeah. from when I was working at Lifetime. Right. It went from me being on my phone in the corner by the tennis courts. Doo -doo 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 -doo. That's what I was doing in my breaks. That's what I was doing in the break room. So I was getting prepared. Everything prepared me um, for this specific moment. And to right. definitely cross paths with you is very special, especially even talking about a book. Yeah. No, if I, I knew what I knew now, there would be a lot more that I would change. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's just a human thing. And yeah. I think that's just who we are. Mm -hmm. But forgive me if I ramble. Going back to no, the point no, of I'm, your book. Yeah, I, I, I'm always rambling. Nah, so. going, back, going back, definitely going back to the point of your book. 
uh, I was definitely faced with anxiety because I was putting it on myself. Because mm-hmm. like you get in this album mode, right? This creative mode, and yeah. you're so good. <laughs> and the thing is, you're so like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you, and no, it's I, hard. How do you yeah. break out of that? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, no, there is a lot of anxiety. And you know, it's so funny. I'm going through a lot of anxiety right now because uh, I don't even know if it's anxiety. I, oh, it is. It is. It is. It is a form of anxiety. But it's just like, because right now I'm writing the first chapter of the book. And that sounds crazy because the second book's almost done and now you're writing the first chapter. Well, there's there's a process that I wanted to go through. Right. So so now we're at the now we're at the homestand. And I'm just like, wow, like because you think about, OK, when someone reads your book, once they read the first chapter, you better you better get them in. Right. You got to get them in. All right. So, you know what you've talked about in the rest of the book. People are going to read the first chapter and that's going to pretty much tell them, you know, if they should continue reading or not. Right. Um, so that's been giving me a lot of anxiety the past couple of days because I've been writing. I just started writing the first chapter, right? And uh, so I, that's that's been crazy. And but I I need to. Um, I think what I've been doing is just you know trying to act like, of course, it's not right. It, it's not. It's not it. Um, but I've just been I've just been writing like crazy, and I kind of went back. And it's funny how you mentioned the train, right? You started uh, writing on the train and just writing your thoughts down every time you you came across it. And I think that's where I've kind of went into with this chapter, right? Because I have I, I knew that I was having anxiety with that. Like this is the first chapter. I, you know, I got to make sure this, this, and this. And I was focusing more on that than just writing, right? Uh, like I have the other chapters. Uh, so go, I kind of went back to what you said, where I'm just like, all right, well, just go back to the to the base, like just write your thoughts, you know, just, just write it. Don't worry about if it makes sense right now, just go ahead and write whatever you feel and what you've wanted to put in this chapter. Right. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. And, uh, and it's, it's a very, it's very interesting how every chapter that you write in the book, and you can tell me if you feel this way as well, every chapter that you write in the book, you feel like you need to process it a little different or, or go about it a, a little bit differently because you, now you're, you're we're in a different subject. Right? It's like you're talking to a different person, right? Um, uh, but life is the subject, right? So the subject's the same, but you're talking to a different person and life is, life is different from their perception, right? And so the chapters are kind of like that too. So the chapter, like, I mean, so the book itself is life, but then each chapter is like each individual person. I don't know if I'm making any sense on that. No, you make, you you make to, perfect sense. You need to approach it differently, right? Um, so that's been very interesting in writing these chapters because uh, I, w- I would say this is different the way I'm handling this chapter, but honestly, now that I'm thinking about it at this very moment, I've approached each chapter like that in a different manner. It's just this one, it seems, it sticks out more because I'm like, this is the first chapter, it better be, you know, it better be good. But honestly, I approach the same one, the other ones just as, just as differently. As far as just like from the emotional standpoint, you know, definitely writing a book, you definitely get emotional. Um, mm. Writing this book for me has been an emotional roller coaster because I'm touching on some stuff that I haven't talked about in years. Right. Obviously, there's like some like so how do yeah, you it's your personal stuff, right? Right. So for you, how how do you kind of how do you disengage from that? Do you do you take time? It's like, okay, chapter three was heavy, right? Mm-hmm. If it's an emotional chapter and it's heavy, do do you just keep on going? Does that help you, or do you just like I uh, kind of need this break right now. Uh, I think it's different for me because, like I said, yours is yours is more so uh, not not a like a autobiography type of scenario where you're kind of talking about your life and you know how you've gotten through situations and stuff like that. You know, which is phenomenal. Where for me, it's 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 more 
a hybrid, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's more like, like I said, sharing and teaching. And then uh, there's, of course, bits of myself in there, a lot of bits of myself in there. I talk about uh, my childhood. I talk about my mom, my dad, and situate like me being in college. I talk about finances and how I used to think about finances versus now. And um, so there's a lot of stories in there for sure. I talk about my family, you know, and stuff like that. My ex, you know, like, because all, all these things are a part of my life, but it's not an autobiography, right? Um, it's just sharing that story as an example. Um, so with that being said, I don't think there's a chapter where I just felt like it was too much for me right now, uh, as far as being too heavy. Cause I did, I don't really go into too much to where it's like, you know, like I'm not going to talk about the entire process of my mom being sick and, and ultimately passing, you know, I don't talk about that in the book. So it doesn't get heavy like that. If you, if you know what I'm saying, you know, I might mention some things here and there like, Oh, you know, when my mom was sick, this was happening, but then we get back to what we were talking about. Right. We, we get back on board. So, uh, but I will ramble and say this, there is a chapter that I just finished and it's the longest chapter in the book. Right. And it's, it's insane. And I had no idea that it would be this long, but I just, I couldn't shut up. Like I, and <laughs> it's just like, I, I just couldn't like, I love it. I, yeah. And I'm just like, I just like, dude, like I, I didn't plan it. And, uh, it's, it's crazy. But I think the biggest part of it is because this is, this is how I operate. Right. So that was the chapter, you know, and I told, I, you know, I tell my, uh, tell my buddy, I'm just like, yeah, I think that's why I ended up so long because I had to make sure people understood this. Right. In the most brief way possible, quote unquote, but I had to make sure they understood where I'm coming from. And, and if I'm telling you, this is how I operate now, you understand, okay, I can, I can feel it now. At least, you know, enough, right. Where you can kind of translate it into yourself. So, um, so I would say that was the heaviest thing, uh, but not emotionally. It was just like, this is heavy because I need to make sure this makes sense. Definitely. I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Definitely. I mean, it, you know, it really depends on, you know, how much you wanted to pour in. Right. Um, obviously I'm pretty sure there were points where you're like, Oh, should I put this? And you're like, nah, yeah, <laughs> I did that a couple of times. I'm like, I ain't getting that. That's a little too much. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So it's yeah, like, uh, so um, what a documentary for that one, man. Right. So for, <laughs> Like from the, there's the writing perspective and right. obviously for you're a writer, you're a reader, right? Reading your book, holding your book in, in your hand is obviously going to be a, a complete different feeling. Oh yeah. Do you, have in, do you have intentions to read your own book? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have, I, I, I have God to. God bless you, Shay. I am like, I, I am to. like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I yeah, can't. No, I have to, man. You have to, you have to reread it because you have to, you have to know if the message is coming across the way you need it to come across. Right. True. Like yeah. I have, I have to read, especially like, you know, uh, like I talk about, of course, in my book, I talk a lot about, you know, your mind, you know, you know, the higher side, using the higher side of your mind and understanding it and, uh, you know, how to build awareness and, and things like that, how to concentrate, you know, right. And, uh, so, if you're discussing things like that, you have to reread it to make sure you didn't overlook anything. Because if you have somebody who's really trying to um, transition, um, they need to know exactly how and they don't know you. So for me, I have to read over and over and over again. Like I'll write, a, I'll write a paragraph or two paragraphs and I'll go back and reread it a couple times. Sometimes I'll even record myself reading it just to hear it back to me. Right. Um, so I've, I've been like kind of needy greedy with, with this book thus far, which is another reason why it's taken even longer. But tell me, uh, what, first, I have two questions. First question is, you mentioned that your book was 300 pages at first, right? 
uh, and now it's what is it one? I have it too. <laughs> what is it like one one fifteen, right? Yeah, one fifteen. Like yeah. So, um, what made you go from three hundred to one fifteen? What was that process? Um, that oof, um, it's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like there were moments where. I wanted, I definitely wanted to stay on course. I wanted, I wanted to also pull back too. I wanted to stay on course and I also wanted to pull back because this is the first of many. That's why it's so short. The mm -hmm. other books are going to be so many different other stories. After writing this book and like letting this book just fly out, I'm like, okay, I feel a lot more comfortable with it being mm -hmm. eight, eight chapters versus it, it being 16. There's going to be another part two. Um, oh, so there, there were 16 chapters. There was initially it was, it, 16. It wasn't just long chapters. Right. So okay. what I also even noticed after the fact, and with this is really cool because I have my book set up on Amazon. So if I want to now, which I have another file, I could actually unplug that file that I have set up for this book, upload those 16, and it's going to be, it would be a, a deluxe edition. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's there, it's waiting, but it's just like, I, I just felt deep down inside, I'm like, okay. If I release this, this is eight chapters. Again, like I looked at four agreements as a, definitely as like more so like a template. Then I also looked at from the audiobook standpoint, the audiobook's actually a lot longer than the actual book. Then mm. based on the reviews that I've gotten from the people that purchased the book, you'd be surprised. And one of the things that honestly surprised me, writing the book honestly surprised me so much based on the people who actually purchased my book, mm. right? Not just you. I have my girl, one of uh, one of my girl's friends that, okay. that I don't even know that I probably only said one thing to that I've known for like maybe like four yeah. or five years. Mm. Hey, how's it going? That's it. Bought my book, loves it, and told four other people about it, and they right. went and got it too. But I only said one word to you in like four right, years. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's those little things, and um, mm. you know, learning from that standpoint. But the pages felt like it just honestly just. It didn't feel it didn't feel right at the time, at the okay. moment. Um, mm -hmm. Now was it? Uh, sorry to cut you off, but so the eight. So you said there were sixteen chapters. So is it is it like a more to the story type of thing, or is it or is it something you need to go back and like filter filter in where they go? Oh, it's to be it's to be continued. Oh, to be continued. Okay. Oh, it's going right now. You yeah, know, yeah, life yeah. life has definitely changed since the book because now. Yeah, with sure. with some especially with the Saint Clair Speak Show for one, right? Yeah. When I when I hit you up and I'm like, Yo, Shay, I want you, I need you on the show. I need you on the show. This was prior before we got sponsored, right? Mm. So now I'm on Fiverr. I'm on like I have like these other different uh, outlets as far as just like online courses where I could actually yeah, right. integrate and get some type of passive. So people are actually paying me for this now, right? Oh, that's they want their brand and out. They want their right? brand. But as crazy. And I was just telling my barbershop this like an hour ago, as crazy as an idea sounds, like someone would say, oh, I wouldn't pay you for that. But yo, you'll be surprised who would, right? Oh yeah, nah, for sure, man. So nah, you can't listen, you can't listen to those haters. And man. that's not even, and Shay, that's not, again, like that's not even in those, that's not even in this book. So mm -hmm. that's just how quick life has changed. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, nah, you can, yeah, you can definitely like, you know, make a series, make a series with it or just, you know, and that's kind of where I plan to, I plan to do as well, you know, would be better than you, the book. Uh, I go, so the, there's, there's 10 chapters and uh, each chapter is different, right? So we talk about health, we talk about, uh, like I said, the mindset, we talk about, you know, thinking, you know, the process of thinking and, you know, self-awareness and stuff like that. Um, 
And I told, I told one of my buddies, I said, yeah, you know, the, each chapter is for something completely different. I said, but I could write a whole book on one chapter, right? I was like, I can, I can write a whole book just on gratitude, right? And having gratitude and understanding, um, you know, what that does for you, right? Uh, I can have this whole book on self-reflection, you know? So, I, so it's kind of, uh, I, I see what you're saying as far as like not going the full mile, right? And just kind of, okay, well, let's, this is the first one. Let's see how this goes right? Get your feet wet and kind of understand what your process would be, right? And get a rhythm. It was driving right? me crazy, Shay. It was legit what? driving me crazy. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It was driving me. I was going, no, I'm so serious. Like, it, and I talked, I talked on this, like maybe two episodes ago, there was a rust of like, another thing was a rust of success, mm-hmm. right? So I had that happening. Yeah. I had everything. It was just coming so fast, Shay. And it's like, and it makes me just think about Dave Chappelle for a second, where it's like he took that break from his from his show and he took that hiatus. Right. right? It made like I had to go ghost. I'm like, yo, I can't talk. Yeah. I can't talk to no one. And you right. you text me something. You text me like I think like in a, like a joke man is like, oh damn like you ain't replied to my text. But even like that, oh, yeah. like, will say like I even turn right. my phone off because yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's like there's the Saint Clair Speak show. There's Hustle Hob and there's Yahavi, right? There's mm-hmm. God, right? Like, right. there's that too. So, it's a lot, right? Exactly. It, everything I mean, happens it's, it's so out. fast. Oh, yeah. So no, fast. And the days start to go by even faster, man. That's something I've definitely realized. And it's crazy because it's like, all right, well, Shay, like, you know, you're writing the book and, you know, and you're doing like, you know, like, I do like the, you know, Instagram and, uh, and I write articles every week and things like that, you know. So, you would think, like, you know, on a surface level, you're like, all you're doing is writing every day. Like, how come you don't have time to do this, this, and this? It's like, man, you don't understand how much energy that takes, you know, because uh, yeah, outside of writing, there's also living, right? And there's also things, other things that you have to worry about. Um, and like you said, even you, you know, being a dad, if you have kids and stuff like that, it's like the day goes by really fast when you already have something that takes a lot of your energy. You know, that's why I mentioned even before with working out, it's like, yeah, my gym's downstairs, uh, but sometimes I don't even hit it in a day because I'm just, I'm just writing or I'm, I'm in one of those spaces. Have you ever had a space? Have you ever been in a space when you were writing where it's like you wanted to, you wanted to get the book out, right? Or whatever it was, or you just had trouble with a certain chapter and you, you, whether you have a writer's block or you just feel like you're not in that space yet to write, uh, do you ever just like kind of negate yourself doing anything else? until not not even until you get into that space but it's kind of like i don't know i've i'm like this and i'm like i've been like this with animation too where i kind of punishes the bat is a bad word discipline i'll say discipline myself to where it's like i'm not doing shit else until i get to a point where i can get to the where i can start where i can start this again right absolutely right like i'm not so even if i like i so i can i can be writing and i can have a writer's block or i can just be saying i need to write like i haven't written anything today i need to write something but I can't, like I'm sitting here and I just can't think, I'll just sit here, <laughs> you know, I'll just, I'll just straight up sit here, you know, and I'll, I'll watch videos or, you know, whatever to try to help myself, uh, you know, get into a mindset, but I'm not going to do anything. So I, so a whole like two hours can probably go by where I'm just watching videos and I'm just kind of reading stuff and, you know, and, or I'm just sitting here in my own thoughts where you could say, well, that two hours, you could have went to the gym. It's like, no, because if I go to the gym, it's going to, it's going to put me into, it's going to completely take me out of that mindset. Right. So being that this is what's most important to me, it's like, well, I'm not doing shit else until I get back to this mindset. Right. Until I get back to this point into this space where I can continue moving forward in the direction where I'm trying to go. I don't know if that's ever happened to you before, but uh, I, that's that's been my normal for a long time. 
it's interesting because it happened it, like again it's like just everything's just happening so fast where everything goes back to what you said everything comes back full circle mm-hmm. a couple months ago we was in the studio um a former personal training client of mine Chris Lynn hooked me up with the whole St. Clair Speak Show set up in studio where I was recording right. the audiobook and doing all that stuff but there was a time period where I'm recording I'm recording the audiobook and the video book at the same time yeah. and I'm like trying to go I word I want to say word for word yeah. for chapters but yo to start each chapter over and I got to sit there in front of lights for like 40 minutes Dude. to get this right and like one of the things that Pete told me he left me with this gem he was like you know what it's better for you to just just take 5 take 10 and just us to start from the top than me just trying to fit in where I was before cuz if I'm trying to pick back up 20 minutes in to a 40 minute runoff on a chapter I'm going to be yeah. here all day. Right, right. It was time consuming for the entire team. It just really wasn't working out, and it was stressing me out. Right. So did you uh, – sorry, uh, so I'm, I'm all over the place. Did you, so did you finish the audio book? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I'm – Shay, I'm still here struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine. No, I, I, as, far as, as far as energy, man, you know what's so funny? I said because uh, with my book, I uh, – so I told you, like, sometimes I'll write a couple paragraphs, and then I'll read them, I'll read them back to myself. And that's, that is something that I do, but I do not do it often. So I, I but I did do it recently. And, uh, and it's so funny because my, the way the sound in my house was set up at the time, I was just sitting on the couch writing and then I was like, Oh, let me record. But it was like the way it was echoing and stuff. The sound actually sounded pretty good, like studio type stuff. I have no idea. But, uh, so I recorded it because I, I heard how quiet it was and how echoey and, you know, kind of studio like it was. I was like, let me, let me read this for real. Right, let me not just like, you know, kind of thing. I was like, let me actually read it. And uh, so I did. And I sent it to like, you know, a few of my close people. And I was like, you know, check it out. They were flabbergasted. They were like, dude, like, <laughs> you got to Like, you got to read your book. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to come out with an audio version. Like, this is this is what's going to do it. This is what's going to sell it. You know, and it, it was kind of crazy to me because I was just like, you know, I never really thought about reading it or you know, and it, as far as an audiobook, you know, I was thinking, I was like, I'm going to come back to you on that. And as far as audiobook, I was thinking, have somebody else read it, if anything, right? Um, but because I did this little thing for fun, and I sent it to them, they were passionate about it. They were like, no, dude, I'm not kidding. Like, you got you to gotta do an audiobook, and you got to read it. Like, there's no there's no way out of that. You have I to. swear to God, I felt like I told you, like, I'm like, yo, Shay, I feel like we had that conversation before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you said you was going to get someone to do it. I'm like, no, Shay, it's not the same. You got to do it. Yeah, like my buddy, like my best friend, he was like, nah, dude, like I'm not kidding. (laughs) You know, kind of thing. But it's just so funny though. But I want to ask you, like, did you know, like you were going to, first of all, did you know you were going to do an audio book? And second of all, did you plan to read it by yourself? Or did you have I'm a speaker. It was a no brainer. It was, was, for me, for me, it was legit a no brainer, but it was just the quality. The reason why it's not done yet is because of the quality. And the audiobook is honestly, a, a, it's a different, I want to say a different territory, but that's another right. hurdle that I'm like, I'm with now, mm-hmm. where obviously the quality has to be A1. You listen to audiobooks, oh, yeah. you're not supposed to hear trains. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I just right? a lot of audiobooks, man. That's, that's the thing. I, I, I don't like reading. I, I'll, I'll do audiobooks all day. Uh, and the audio, it has to be like, it has, it has to be good. And, you know, and it's so crazy that you talk about it, the energy, because I was thinking just with that little snippet that I recorded, I was like, that took some energy because the way you have to read, right? Because you're like I said, you can't just be like, well, this is about this. You know, you can't just be blah, 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 
right? You have to actually like read it, put the emphasis where the emphasis needs to be, you know, and kind of remember that as you're reading, you know what I'm saying? Because you can easily get caught up. You can't stumble, right? You can't just say, oh, be better than, I mean, be, be, be like, you can't be doing that, right. right? You have to be on a specific train. And it's like, so the energy level, just in recording two minutes of my book was like, I don't know if I'll be able to read the entire book. Cause I don't know. I think I'm estimating my book is probably going to be around 250 pages. Right. So I'm just like, how do you read that consistently? Right. In the same tone and the same, like, you know, and make like just having the, the same voice, the same cadence, you know, and all that kind of the same emotion behind it, because every day is going to be different. Now I understand you, you know, you record it and you split it. Right. But still just having that, just making sure you're on that same line of energy every day. Like oh, I can imagine that's, really exhausting like breaking pete told me he definitely pete dropped a lot of gems like breaking it in brackets mm -hmm. so for like chapter one there's a and there's b mm -hmm. right if i run out and i'm chapter one and i knocked out say half of chapter one and i hit a boom a is good then i just focus on b if b needs to be done over a is good now i just gotta do b then boom, right, that's exactly. the one. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. So we were breaking it down like that. But at the same time, like you said, two minutes, like that, it feels like 20 minutes. Time, <laughs> and that's, that's where my challenge was. My challenge, I finished this book. I'm like, yo, there was a time period where I took a step break. That I'm like, yo, I can't be in the studio no more. Let me do this right, at home. Right, right. I can do yeah, this. Yeah. Like, I don't need nothing fancy. Let me do mm -hmm. this by myself. Because if I'm in front of your camera and I'm like, oh yeah, chapter one, we're going to be here till I'm blue in the face. I can't mm -hmm. do it like that. I can't operate yeah, no. like that. But I recorded my book. I think I told you last time how I recorded. I did voice to text translation. I didn't really, like, I didn't right. type. So I'm right. speaking it out anyways when it was initially done. But mm -hmm. reading off of it, yeah. given that, like you mentioned, that emphasis, that, mm, like, mm -hmm. okay, you're going into, say, the end of a sentence. So you got to, like, pause, right? You got to right. listen to breathing. Yeah, even pauses. Like, you got to make sure you pause long enough, right? Right, you got to make sure all that stuff hits like and even like you know um and even as i'm writing it's so funny that you say you did voice to text you did that for mo uh, for all the book or just mo like most of it the whole the whole, the whole well, except for the except for the first chapter except for okay. the first two chapters but everything else, i had Good to luck. do i had to do it that way because it made it made way more sense and yeah. it got done oh well, yeah no, a lot sure. faster. done a lot faster yeah because no, you sure. ramble and rambling yeah. is okay that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the book, exactly right? Yeah, exactly. Want. I know. You know, it's so funny because uh, so I have so I have an Instagram, right? Shaystone.s, and where this is this is where I write pretty much every day. Just and it's so funny because with Instagram, it's like I like. Oh, I mean, not <laughs> I like rambling. I ramble, <laughs> right? And it's and it's very easy. But we, people ramble because they're passionate about what they're talking about, right? And you know, we're not just talking about nothing. You know, we're going from one important thing to the next important thing. And uh, so with Instagram, it's crazy because you only have a certain amount of characters, right? That you can type, and you want to get the message out. So I'll post a quote, and uh, and you know, and I'll and I'll sometimes I'll use all the characters. But it's like I want to make sure. It's like you have to make sure you get that message uh, out in the most brief way possible and you have to just condense it everything like like i said you could write a book on it sure you know but you have to condense it in a way that people will understand and get it and be able to you know um think on their own you know and make sure it's, it's thought-provoking right in this condensed manner and so that's 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 been really um fun i won't say challenging because it hasn't been really challenging but it's definitely interesting and fun to have to condense a big ass message into like 250 characters 
it, it rather than what with a book, you can ramble on all you want to, right? It definitely. Um, one of my one of I had a guest, uh, I believe uh, Thaddeus. Thaddeus told me something. He's like, "Oh, this book is gonna open doors for you." Just mm-hmm. third. Definitely did number one. Number two, oh, yeah, I'm, the, no, I'm sure. the door. Yeah, I'm the door. Right yeah. when they closed the door on me, I became the door. So mm-hmm. I already realized. I'm like, okay, there's yeah. so many different ways where I could kind of, kind of like take this and integrate this and go this way with it. Mm-hmm. I I was really I was at a point where I was writing a book, right? And I was thinking more so from the finance standpoint. I'm like, yo, if I sell this much copies, if I sell this much copies, right? Mm-hmm. I was losing sight, and I'm so glad I I, I knocked out of that real quick, and I yeah. pulled myself in. Because I'm not writing for profits. I don't yeah. like. I don't need the bread. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm writing to leave somewhat impact. When it's all said, this book right. is like, bro. I could die now. This book is still here. Right. Like right. that's my impact. That's our impact. Right. right? Yeah. We're authors. Right. We're writers. So even writing this book, like something small, is writing. Like you said, articles every day. I'm mm-hmm. on LinkedIn with it. I've got my articles on LinkedIn. Right. So just finding different. Like, you know, like outlets where you could just like, you don't even like, you don't even have to even write a book to be a writer, right? Just yeah, write right, right, articles. Just write, so, right, exactly. This is something I didn't think about before, Shay. So uh, medium, just everything else. I'm like, oh, okay. I really, I like it. I really enjoy it. I really, really yeah. enjoy it now. And I'm glad I left it this size because now I'm at the point where. You got many options at this point. I have a lot of options, which is yeah, good. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. love, I bro, we could talk about this all day. I love talking about my books. I forgot we're doing an interview. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like we're just, we're just like, we're yeah. rambling for sure. Yeah, nah. yeah, but this is, but this is good. And this is what I was saying early. And I'm like, yo, this is not even going to feel like an interview. It's going to feel like the conversation. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you already know, man, you can literally yeah. go for hours. But the, but from the writing, from the reader perspective and the writer perspective, reading changed my life. Obviously, reading books mm-hmm. changed my life. That, that's why I'm an author now. Right. Um, but just that in the, the, I feel the same. I'm an author now. Oh, oh. At first, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, I can't let that get to my head, right? So, it's like. Well, I mean, now you get to your head. Just how does it feel, you know, on the inside? That's good. But, but now, I'm like, okay, now what? No, it's a huge how many problem. more? I got to write. Yeah. My goal, Shay, my goal coming into this year was, okay, I want to read this much books. Now, mm-hmm. my expectation is I, I want to write this much books, right? Mm-hmm. So I could go financial if I want to. There's things I could definitely touch on. Right. Um, and there's also integrating, turning the podcast into a book, the St. Croix Speak Show. Mm-hmm. Again, voice to, voice to text isn't hard. I could translate right. all yeah. of this, everything that we said into a book. Every oh, episode yeah, is a chapter. Sure. Right. Sure, so sure. think about that's a big ass textbook. Oh, yeah, 500 no, episodes. I've, uh, I thought about, I was like, I could literally turn my Instagram into a book. Like you can. Just, all, just the captions that I write every day. I'm like, I have enough to probably turn that into a book for itself. I uh, would buy that. I would, if you <laughs> had a quote, no, I, because I have three, like I have a book full of quotes. People buy books of just quotes. People, yeah. People buy anything. Yeah. Not for sure. So, but it's like I said, it has to be, it has to be a value. Right. And I think it's, uh, I think it's important that you say, you know, you're talking about, you were thinking about finances, you know, when it was, when it came to your book and stuff. And it's, it's kind of a testament to, and you had to get out of that. Right. Um, and it's kind of a testament to, like I said, the transition, transition I made, you know, from animation versus 
what I'm doing now with writing and coaching because it doesn't pay. It doesn't pay nearly as much, right? And, uh, you know, animation, it's like, okay, yeah, I can get comfortable there, you know, you know, li traveling, living the life that I want, having the kind of freedom that I want with scheduling, making six figures, like, I can get comfortable in that, and I would still be considered successful, right? Uh, but, you know, with uh, writing and coaching, yeah, no, it doesn't pay like everybody else pays, and I'm probably working even more, you know, I'm exhausting myself, way uh, writing is way more exhausting than animation, if you can believe it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but you know, I am, I am getting paid and I'm getting paid because I understand that this is what I need to be doing is helping people. And that's more important, uh, than chasing finances, right? Uh, finances will always come when they need to, you know, you'll, fi you'll, you'll figure it out, but, uh, it's important. It's, it's great that you, you know, you pointed out that this, this was more so your purpose and this was more important to you. And it wasn't about, uh, profiting, right? Because when you focus on, if, you're, if that's all you're focused on, then yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to deliver anything of value. Right, because that's not where your heart and your head's at, you know. And it's a, it's, a, it's also a testament to why I'm being so intricate with this book because it's like I, I, I want to help as many people as I can, and that's why it's important for me to make sure every paragraph I reread, uh, to make sure that it's coming off that way, so somebody can help themselves, pretty much. Not for me to help them; they can help themselves. When I um, the release of, the release of this book definitely, you know, when you do when you do anything, you're gonna have there's support and there's always going to be resistance. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to sit here and knock anyone for not purchasing my book to each its own. Oh, yeah, but to the people that, that asked me about like books in the past, like, Oh, mm -hmm. what books? Oh, what books would you recommend? Right? Like you're so easy to cash out and purchase these other books. Right. I have a book. Oh yeah, I know you're going. <laughs> you know I'm going with that, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly where you're going with that. Yep. My uh, best belief, yeah, I paid attention to that. So it's like, okay, but oh, yeah. like for me again, it's really it wasn't from just a financial standpoint. It's like, okay, like, what do you expect to learn in this book versus sweats to suits? Like, because there's definitely things that I already that I touch on in this book that you can definitely right. take away that you can learn that you know, um, yeah. So at first, yeah. like, it was like more of like an ego check. You know, mm -hmm. I had to check my ego back to what you said. It's not right. about me. Right. Right. But then I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. It's not about me and how even like you support or you don't, it is what it is, but I didn't write, I didn't write the book with the initiative of, you know, getting it out. I just wanted to get the message out that you, you can transform your life with the power of a thought. Right. I had, when I was, again, when I was doing this, I was working for my older brother doing a job. I was miserable. I was at mm -hmm. a point where I had 11 cents in my bank account. I was right. financially messed up. My daughter was, you remember when, when, when my, when my girl was pregnant, Shay? You oh yeah, remember, oh, yeah, like, you sure. remember, yeah. Like, no, I was, I was super happy for you, yeah. And that's interesting because that's yeah. legit when you met me, like you met me yeah. going into that, oh man, let's talk about mm -hmm. it, sheesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you actually met me like transitioning from boy to man, legit. Mm -hmm. You met me going this oh, yeah. way. And I met you in that. You're right. Yeah, like it's so it's Isn't so it crazy how we both met each other in, in a transition though. Like cause we were both at the end of whatever we were doing at the time. And one thing I'm so and here's why I'm so glad here's why I'm so glad I met you. And this is when I knew I was on the right path. Because I could tell by the mentality that you have. You had remember I remember you telling me something when we was living in your old spot. Remember you had the million dollar uh club yeah. in the back and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, she's known that club. I remember you telling me about real estate. You were looking into real estate and stuff like that. You were saving for um, uh, buying flips uh, back in 2018, stuff like that. So it's like, damn. And you had animation too. I'm like, yo. Mm -hmm. Shay is like, like definitely top five 
one of the most influential contacts that I have. I appreciate it, man. And like I and yo, that's that's when I knew. That's when I knew. I'm like bet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need I, I needed that. I needed that. I needed that. Like you need that company. Yeah. And and how are you not getting inspired? And it's and it's so it's so important too because honestly, like uh, you're you're one of those too for me to be honest with you. And, and like I said, we need to talk way more than we do because I think we're 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 alone in, in, in this in a very in this common world, right? Yeah, uh, like lonely. I said, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's, it gets very lonely. And the thing is, is it, the more you grow, you know, you don't need to cut people off; they'll fall off. You know, the more you grow, they'll fall off. You know, because they're gonna feel it. They're gonna feel that tension. They're gonna feel that heat. And they're going to start feeling like they don't belong even in your presence, right? And that's not to be cocky or anything like that, but it happens. Like, I've, I've, I've noticed it and it's happening now, you know, and uh, it's going to happen. It's just as you grow and you, get, and you get more wiser and people start to see that you're going places, it's nothing against you, right? It, but they're going to fall off and, they're going to, and it's, all, it's all about them, you know, and you just take it and take it as a compliment, man. It's, it's not that people don't support you. It's just that they're dealing with their own situations, you know, and they and they don't know how to just ask for your help or um, figure out how to get out of whatever they think they're going through that they think you maybe went through or got out of. I'm not really sure what the, you know, because I'm not really sure what the logic is, you know, on a general standpoint, because it's all case by case as far as people and their relationships and, and how they handle, you know, being in a relationship with somebody who's doing as well as you are. Right. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. I know, I know it can be frustrating, especially like people you think you're close with, you know, not buying the book or not mentioning or saying congratulations or, you know, uh, supporting the show and things like that, but it's cause you're growing, dude. That's, that's, that's what it is. You know, and the people who are either trying to get there or already there, they're going to be a magnet to you. I used to, um, I'll be honest with you. There were times where it's like, or even, or I can't even say earlier in my career. Cause I, I don't, I just, I go with whatever at this point, um, where, I would see someone doing maybe something similar or something that they, that they want to do. And I would feel a way because they're living in their alignment, but deep down inside it was because I wasn't really trying hard. So I could honestly understand from the hater perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's, it's really not, it, it's, it's not you, it's not you hating. It's just like, you're not doing enough of what you want to do. You're not taking those chances. You're not up. Right. But a lot of people don't actually look at that part. Right. Right. They don't, uh, they don't acknowledge that end of it, uh, which is where jealousy comes in, right? It's because they're not facing what they're feeling. And I'll tell you one now, I'm not a jealous person. I've never been. Uh, but I will tell you the first time I experienced jealousy, right? And uh, so, you know, my mom has raised me to be very pure hearted, you know, sometimes by default, like she's even told me before, like some, you might have to just act mad sometimes, right? It's just so people don't take advantage of you and things like that, right? Because it's, it's very hard to get me mad. You got to really try. That is right? a good job. Je- oh, man, your mom, your mom. <laughs> woman. I got to use that. That's Yeah, no, nah, for sure. It's like, uh, you just, you just going to have to act it, you know, and uh, I think, I think uh, when it comes to, you know, people, uh, like supporting you or uh, anything like that. It's like, for me, when I experienced the jealousy, I've always been a supportive person, right? And uh, so when they, when before I got into feature films, uh, I was working in TV and games, right? And, uh, and this, this guy, buddy that I love, you know, and uh, he got into Pixar, 
right? And this is while I was still, you know, working in games. I haven't actually gotten to feature films yet. I haven't had my breakthrough, right? And uh, so, and I love him dearly. And uh, he got into Pixar and I was extremely happy for him. So he, you know, he wrote like a, you know, an announcement about it. And I was just like, holy shit, like that's, that's amazing. You know, we actually started at the same studio in New Zealand. So, you know, me and him go back. And, uh, and I was just so happy for him. And I really truly was. And, but I also felt something extremely weird happening you know, in my body. And I didn't understand what that was because like I said, I, I'm not that kind of person, you know? Uh, and I asked my mom about it and, and it was important to me to understand this. And I just felt something weird in my stomach and throat felt kind of weird. And I was just like, but I'm actually happy for this dude. I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And she was like, what are you jealous? <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't think so. Like, I was like, maybe I said, I don't understand. I said, I am happy for it. And she was like, She's like, you know, you're probably jealous, you know, she's like, you need, well, you just need to do what you need to do to make sure you, you know, get where you need to go. What do you analyze what you're doing? Right. Uh, and all this other stuff. And I was just like, okay, yeah, just switch all that back to me. Right. All this energy that you're feeling about this person and why they are where they are. Well, circle that right back to you and figure out what you're doing and how, how can you get to where they are? How can you get to where you need to be? Not where they are. Cause you're not supposed to be where they are. You have to understand, you, know, you have to understand timing. You have to understand that, um, you know, everybody's story is unique. You have a unique destiny, which is another uh, thing Be Better Than You is all about, too. It's just that we get into competition and we get into these, you know, uh, healthy competition is great as far as, you know, healthy competition is conducive to success, of course, but competition generally leads to uh, comparison, which if you're going to compete by comparison, then you're going to lead yourself to self-destruction, right? So Be Better Than You is about competing within yourself, right? And raising the level of competition within yourself. So, so with that, it's like whatever you feel, wherever you want to be, you understand that you have your own unique destiny. You're not going to end up in the same destination as anybody else, but you can circle all of that energy that you're feeling as far as how that person got there to how you can get where you want to go, right? So that was the lesson in that moment where I felt something in my stomach, where I was feeling jealousy, but I was truly happy for this guy. But I circled it back and everything, and I processed it and, and, uh, and analyzed it and got through it. And ever since then, I mean, I've never had that situation. I've never had that again. I told my mom, I was like, man, I can imagine people who are like haters, people who are just constantly envious and jealous. And it's like, damn, like, I can't imagine feeling like that all the time. Because I remember what I felt, and I, I've, I, I've never felt it again. And I was like, I can't feel that way again. Right. That, that made that made self-development and personal development for me even more of a thing. Right. It, it expanded it even more. But I'm like, ill. like, you know, like you can't you can't live like that, man. Like, no wonder people are so depressed, you know, and it's and it's tough when they get into a situation where they see someone like you, you know, growing and trying to do things right, trying to figure it out. And they can't they can't hit the like button or they can't they can't, you know, share your story or they can't buy your book or they can't, you know, support your show or just tell you, hey, man, like, I think you're fucking going great. You know, you look great too. It's like, holy hell, like, what are you not doing? You know, like, gas people up. Like, that. It, it, who cares? Like, what? it has nothing to do with you, man. Thanks, Thanks Jay. <laughs> right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind doing that. You already know that's how I operate. Like, I'm, I'm not here for that. Like, I, you know, it's like, no, man. Like, give people, give people. Yeah, jealousy. And, and, just, and just circle it right back to yourself. Jealousy, you know, is, jealousy is, uh, I definitely have my stories of jealousy, man. Mine just definitely just come back from my childhood, man. Growing up fatherless and adopted, right? You know, as a kid, like you witnessed, like for me, like like jealousy started at a very young age. So it's like I I kind of like grew up a little bit more of a chip on the shoulder, a little bit more right. envious of. I can imagine kids right. that grew up in that two parent household because mm -hmm. it's like yo, like I my mom was in a situation where she could not take care of me at all. I wasn't raised by my mother. I don't mm -hmm. know who my father is. 
So I didn't have that at all. Mm-hmm. So these other kids, my mommy and daddy, fuck yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like I've had that mentality as a kid, but also it gave me like, it gave me the keys to the, to, to <laughs> like the machine that I am now, mm-hmm. as far as just like the chip on my shoulder. And I always had this, I've always had this mentality that I have something to prove to myself, right. not to anyone else, but yeah, to me. Right but, and yeah. that honestly has driven me and it put pressure mm-hmm. on me. So right. when I used to feel away with someone doing anything, I had to like jump back and like, all right, I'm obviously feeling away because of, and this goes back here. Not mm-hmm. like I don't feel away because you got a million dollars, bro. I don't care about that. Yeah, because right, what right. you eat don't make me shit. So it's like it is what it is. <laughs> From it's just like That's you know, right. it's just like me overcoming that you know, the fear of failing, right? So it's like yo, why? Like like you said, it, that game of comparison. Yo, you're gonna be depressed. You're gonna be depressed yeah. trying to compete with me and comparing yeah, because you're right. always gonna no, you're, number yeah, one. Whatever you do is going to feel like it's never enough, and you're yeah. going to lose. You don't ever compare yourself to anyone else. You're automatically going to lose. That's I like me saying... Time, man. I tell you all the time, the moment you activate the, even the thought of competing with somebody else, you've already lost. You were lost. Because I'm you competing... I compete... You know what I compete against? I don't compete against the next person. I compete against losing. While you're looking at me competing against what I'm going to do, you're mimicking everything I'm going to do. I'm cool if you copy. If right, we right, crash, exactly. I can hey, recover. Right, but right. if we crash and you're copying, yo, good luck. Because right. you, it's just like yeah. the stock. I'm going to dip and grind. Like, right, but right, that's right. just been my mentality on um, just like handling, like, because obviously there is that crabs in a bucket mentality. You obviously experience that whenever you're doing something successful. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, man. I think it's, I think it's, incredibly, uh, it's incredibly important. And, yeah, but, you're, you're rocking it, dude. And uh, like I said, just keep <laughs> Keep, keep grinding, man. I got to use that analogy that your mom said, man, just like by that default. That's powerful because mm-hmm. people take my kindness for weakness, right? Oh, yeah. No, I me too. Yeah. No, for well, sure. It's like I don't have the energy to, to get mad. Like, and, and like I said, it could be just of what my life's work has been, right? Like I said, it's, it's, I, I don't feed into anything that puts me in a negative emotional state, right? And I can, I can sense when something will, right? right. You, you, you feel it from a mile away. Um, so it's like being centered and, and focusing on being stable in that. It's like, you can't get me mad, you know, especially if you're trying to, right. It's right. like, you ask me to cut off if you're trying to, but, uh, you know, so that's what she would say. It's like, well, you just don't have to act, you're going to have to act mad and it's going to take a lot of energy out of you. But if this is what you want, if this relationship, or maybe if it's your girlfriend or whatever, if you need to teach that person a lesson and you, you don't feel like they're going to learn it just by you being in your natural state, well, then you're just going to have to get uncomfortable for a little bit just to make sure that they understand and they respect your boundary, right? right. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's something. And, I, and you know what? I, I experienced a lot of jealousy, not, not through myself, but when I first went to, when I got out of college, my first, uh, my first job was in New, New Zealand working for Nickelodeon, right? Uh, so, and it happened six months after I graduated. So I experienced a lot of hate after that, like a lot, you know, and it was, like I said, for me, I've always been somebody who's happy for other people. Right. And uh, like I said, there's no intimidation it's more admiration uh, when it comes from through my lens. So I assumed at it, as a child, I assumed everybody did the same thing. Like, why wouldn't you be happy for me? Right. Um, so it was very confusing to me when I, you know, I got the job in New Zealand and I went and I started and, you know, and, 
I would tell people about stuff. Like I, I wasn't bragging. I was just excited. Right. Just like, Oh yeah, like today's my first day or whatever. Like, Oh, first shot published or, Oh, like, Oh, I'm going to New Zealand. Like, Holy crap. Like even just that, right. I'm about to work for Nickelodeon. Like it's just excite, it's excitement. Right. And then you start to feel that silence, right. You start to feel, you know, people trying to distance themselves away from you or like, you know, like people were telling me like, people were t- like somebody told me like I was on a high horse and all this other stuff. Like, Oh, you think you're on a high horse now? I'm like, do I though? <laughs> you know, I, oh, I didn't there go with that. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't under, like, dude, I literally didn't understand it. And I, I was confused. I was just excited. So I remember asking my mom, you know, she was an integral part in, you know, how I operate today. But I remember asking her, like, why would people feel this way? You know, like, I was generally concerned. I'm like, dang, like, I thought these, you know, I knew they weren't friend friends. But I'm just like, dang, like, why would you be happy for somebody who's doing something this big? Like, I understood how big it was because it was big for me. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been outside of the country. This is my first job. I've only been out of school for six months. Like, you know, all this other stuff. There was just so much going on. I'm like, how do you, how do you not get happy for somebody? And she, that's what she told me about, you know, feeling jealous and envy and envy and how people just, as you grow, you're going to understand that people are going to fall off. You're going to figure out who's your friends and who's not. And you're going to figure out even more so who you need to involve yourself with, right? And you shut everything else out. It has nothing to do with you, right? And once you figure out that what somebody is doing, their behavior has nothing to do with you, then you stop having anything to do with them, if that makes any sense, right? Because what you're giving me right now has nothing to do with me or what I've done to you or what I'm doing or where I'm trying to go. It all has to do with what you think about yourself, right? So at that point, what you're doing right now, interacting with me has nothing to do with me. And uh, so I, I don't have nothing to do with you, right? I can't involve myself with you anymore at this point. I think for me with success, it's funny because I used to be the kid that used to get teased in high school, picked on, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, best believe it was tough for a couple of people, right? The little skinny kid, right? Turn mad blocky, right? Boom. Hey. Like, girls, girls never gave me no attention back in the day. Oh, yeah, oh my God, God, look at him. Look at yeah. him. Oh, my God, look at him. Right? So it's like, so for me, like, again, there, there, <laughs> was, there was all that. And I, I had to remember, okay, I'm not that I'm not that person that I used to be, but you know, this is me now. So like, I wasn't like jealousy, right? Yeah. Jealous of me. Right. So I look at it like, damn, okay. I really got to be doing it. I really got to yeah, be doing right, it. Right, right. So, but that, that uh, jealousy like people to, to be so obvious about it. Right. Right. It's like, okay, well you really got to be doing something. If you're this, if you're this obvious about it, where well, you can't even like cap yourself. Right. You, know what I'm you can't even play it cool. Like you're you're acting outside. You're acting outside of your mind right now in yeah. jealousy. Like that means like yeah, you you're really bothered, man. Yeah, and I, I I noticed. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, okay, yo, that's pretty dope. I bet I'm here now. Let's keep mm-hmm. on going. That's when I, that's when like honestly say that like that's when I knew because I'm like, yo, I the 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 pessimism, the jealousy, none of that's it's not gonna stop. Yeah, it ain't me. nothing to do with nothing. It man. Igni- it, like, it ignites me. And the mm-hmm. fact that I know that I know that you hating and you're not like on purpose is like, oh, okay. Now I'm really, yeah, gonna, yeah, now I'm really going to crush that's a whole That's a whole nother level, man. Hating yeah. And, and it's like, okay, like, like doing this podcast, doing this podcast is dope. I'm honestly excited about this episode. Um, Cause this was the last, this was the last free one, but this goes on the record, mm-hmm. right? On just like, just everything else that I'm doing. And, that I'm fine enjoying. Like, I love what I do. Like, does this feel like I'm working? No. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. That's, what, that's what it's all about, man. Finding that passion, dude. Your passion and your purpose. You'll never work another day in your life. I, I, right. And it, 
another thing is like, yo, I saw Joe Rogan's getting a hundred million off his podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Not a shot at Joe Rogan whatsoever. This is not me taking a shot at Joe Rogan. But if right. I'm like, okay, if he's getting a hundred million, I could get a hundred million. That's oh, yeah. not that's me anything. insulting Joe Rogan oh, whatsoever. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's that's what anything, man. But that's just me saying, like, all right, if he's getting a hundred mil off a podcast, mm-hmm. I could get a couple mil off a podcast yeah. too, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. all personality. It, it's I already know how this engine. It's I just, know how this it's, runs. Yeah, it's just about relatability, man. You know, right. people if people relate to you and they feel like you know what you're, you're you have transparency and what you're offering is valuable to them, then yeah, you're gonna get that following. Well, yeah. It doesn't matter what your personality is like, right? You know, people just want relatability, man. Right. You know, of course, you can't be boring, but you know. Yeah, that that and you know, people are investing into it. You know, there's obviously I'm touching different waters, but. Even like my first initiative when I started this podcast was to help my guests like get whatever they want to promote, whether it's their brand, their business or product out there. I didn't think of the possible networking gateway of doors of opportunities that would open up the access that I have to people. Does it get get scary sometimes? No, don't get scary at all. Someone even asked me, what if I interview someone I don't like? People work with people for years that they don't like and don't say shit. I got to deal with you for an hour. Okay. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not bad. Like, you know what I mean? And you're paying me. So it's like, I win either way. No refunds. So it's like, like, that's my analogy on that. But from the business standpoint, the podcast has me really just like really thinking and I have all these other business affiliates now. So right, yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. No, that's great because you, like I said, you get to talk to other people and, you know, offer even more value, value to your followers and things like that, right? And I can tell you how I got in this position, Shay. I remember this day like yesterday. This was me working at Lifetime. I right. was, um, my, my daughter, my, this was like a couple of weeks after my daughter was born. I was, mm-hmm. I was talking to my manager at the time. My, yeah, I can say what I want now. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I don't work. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I am HR. Yeah, so I was working yeah. for this manager. And he said, well, Javi, we can't give you, we can't give you part-time. We hired you as a full-time trainer. Shay, when I say that was it, like, like yeah. that was it. That was my last day. That mm-hmm. was legit my last day. And the funny thing is, I cannot, like, hand on Bible. Right. On my way to work that day, I was at the red light, about to make a turn, going into Lifetime. I was behind a white van at the red light, and it said this. It said, faith works. I seen that. That was a sign I needed. I quit. Never went back. Oh, yeah. Two years later. You got to have it, man. Like a year later, actually, um, things elevated, a whole nother level. Oh, got yeah. Faith, faith. faith is it, man. That's that's. That's how I've operated. That's the premise of how I've operated all my entire but life. But that's how I found my faith that, Shay, that's legit. Like, it's like, oh, I want to say that like, it set me up, but it legit set me I up bet. because I met you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not even just you, but I met you. Okay. What you don't know is I met you and I met a couple of other influential people along right. with you. Exactly. And people come with messages and mm-hmm. you meet certain people in certain seasons. The season I met you in, I was getting prepared for it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, not for sure. So once I'm like, oh shit, like Shay, and I was already like in like in talks to myself about a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like animator. Then you was like, oh, you doing real sense, estate, right? Yeah. They and start to things just started well, to piece up. I'm piece like, up, right? Yeah. No, that's that's how it happens, man. That's when you know that you're on the path that you need to go down. Right? I can't it's even perfect. say I manifested you because like you were obviously already on your way there. Mm-hmm. But you, like whatever you were trying to do, it just like, and how we connected. And again, the reason why I'm going so deep and I'm rambling like this, 
because you caught me at a very, you caught me at a point where I was already here. Yeah. I was at my lowest. I didn't even know who I was then. Right. right. Instantly, I was lost. I thought I was this, but I was not. I was trying to hold on to fitness, and it was right. a sinking boat. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, too. Uh, and I, I go through the same thing with animation. It's like you feel like you have to keep going with it just because that's what you said you wanted or... Not exactly. Like, oh, this was my dream, and now, you know, I'm doing it, and animation is, you know, like I said, you can easily get comfortable in that, and, and then you start to have a battle, right? Then it's, the battle begins, right? Because you're like, I love it. You know, I guess maybe some married people go through that, right? They're with their husbands or wives. Like, yeah, I, I love this person, but I'm kind of like bored of this person too, right? I just feel like we're not compatible anymore, right? There's something missing there where it's like, I like, so animation, like I've, I, I always love animation um, and I will never let it go, right? And, uh, and I have ideas on how that's, how I'm going to manifest that, but it's just not like that, that lifestyle, like being at a studio and working on a movie and director reviews and all this other stuff and thinking about shots. And it's like, yeah, I like that stuff. And I loved it like hell at the time, but this is not where my life is anymore. And, and I'm battling because why would you leave that, right? Why would you, why would you leave this? It's, it's fine. Like you're, you're doing good, but fine ain't fine. <laughs> right? Like I, th my passion is over here and people think I'm absolutely nuts for what I'm doing now. Like, you know, I have a house in Temecula and cause I, I, and I did that on purpose because I just wanted to be completely isolated. Right. I've, I've always been that type of person. I just, I, I do my best when I'm, when I'm completely alone. Right. And you know, if I need to venture out or people come here, then we do that. Uh, but yeah, I moved here in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I'm not doing animation. Like I just talked to a buddy the other day and he's like, what? <laughs> you know, like you're, you're writing, like you're not what coaching, like, so you're not going to do animation like anymore. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, probably not. But I, I don't know if I feel like doing it, because you never know when it's going to come back, right? Like I say, you're still working out. You're not working as a fitness trainer anymore, but you're still working out. Like you still love it. So it's like, no, I can't say I'm never going to animate again because I might want to do my own thing, right? Uh, but right now, I have to answer the call uh, that is helping, right? That is writing and coaching, and, and you can't worry about the finances, man. You're writing on faith, that that's the last thing you need to be worried about. Absolutely. That is extremely powerful. And another thing is like people, you know, I kind of wrote this quote a little bit like a little while ago, you know, people base, judge your life based on what chapter they walked in on, right? So they meet Shay the animator. So they expect you to be an animator your entire life. That's not the right. case. Right. And it's crazy because like some, some of my peers, like they'll say like, you know, uh, you don't want to be an animation director. You don't want to be a, you don't want to own your own studio or even maybe some family members said it, you know, um, I remember my mom's sister uh, said a long, long time ago, she was like, you, you should want to be the CEO of your studio. And I was like, why? Because like, that's what you want me to do? Or that's, that's what corporate America has taught you? Like, no, nah, that, that hasn't been in my, my desires. Like, I didn't desire to be an animation director. I didn't desire to uh, open up my own studio or be the head of a studio. I don't want that. Like, that's not what I want. Yeah, sure. You know, if you're thinking about the money or anything like that, it's like, okay, Sure, they might make more money and they have more, you know, creative control. But is that what I, is that what I want? You know what I mean? Like, do I want it that way? You know. And when I thought about it, and I actually did give it some consideration. Like, oh, do you do you really do you want to be an animation director? Do you want to own your own studio? And uh, when I thought about what it would take to get there, I wasn't interested in putting in the work, right? And that's when I knew I didn't want it because I'm not a lazy person, right? But I was just like, I'm not interested, and the destination didn't seem 
appealing to me to do all the work that I need to do there, to do the waiting and having the patience and all these other things that I need I needed to do and the loopholes that I had to go through to get to that destination. I'm like, well, I, the destination didn't interest me enough. And definitely doing the work didn't interest me enough. But doing this, it's like, like I said, writing is probably more exhausting than animation, you know, and I'm not getting paid nearly as much to do it. Uh, but this is, this is what I want. So that's the call I'm gonna answer. And that's when you knew. You yeah. knew by then. And that's like, that's when you know. That's, when, that's, when you're, that's when you're not working. Right. That's, that's why I said finances don't matter. The finances will come. Right. Oh, yeah. you, just continue to value. you just continue to do what you need to do. Right. And uh, the finances will come. You'll figure it out. Okay. Because uh, people who do what they want to do and they write on faith, it's there. Right. Yeah. How, how to market this is there. Right. How to, how to make this, you know, into a, into a thing is there. Uh, but, you know, I'm not working, like, you know, in, in the in the sense that you know other other people are. Uh, but if I were to strive to be an animation director or strive to own my own studio one day, I would be working, and I don't want to work. I'm too lazy to work. <laughs> you know, I'm too lazy to do anything I don't want to do. Okay, so all my effort is to put into what I want to do. Absolutely, and if there's something that you want, you go after it full steam ahead. You go after it full steam ahead and you become, you might have like, you know, and some people say, well, you, do you have the money? Do you have the capital? Some people may, and some people may not, but it's not about what resources you have. It's about how resourceful you are, mm. right? With what you have, you know, and, and your, if your faith is big enough and you're passionate, your purpose, and you understand that, and you know what you want, you know where you are and you know where you want to go. You just need to focus on being resourceful and get there. Just focus on getting there. The rest is going to come. Trust me. Right. Because if you're that crazy to, to go after what you want and money is not the reason why you're not you're not crazy enough to forget about the money, if that makes any sense. Makes makes so much. <laughs> no, it makes so much sense. You know, and there's another thing. I mean, another thing you, you got to realize is, you know, there's money that you have to leave on the table. My daughter, right. my daughter loves Moana. We watch a lot of Moana. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Great. <laughs> very good movie. A lot of good gems. The mm. crab. The crab in a movie talks yeah, about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, they, they, they run to everything that glitters, beginners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like that little line is like oh. a lot of people. Oh, yeah, that's a big gem. A lot of people run to a lot of things that glitters. The mm -hmm. Real estate being one, I actually ran a real estate really quick. But one thing I've learned was, oh, just because it's glitters don't mean it's glittering for me. Right. right? So it's like, oh, so there's some things there's some things you have to leave on the table. Right. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, rejection is protection. So one of the oh. things that I realized in real estate right away. Yeah. One of the things I realized with real estate right away, and I'm like, oh, hold on. Like, I'm, I'm like, I was hungry for it. Yeah. I'm like, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, nah. Because I'm like, wait a minute. Because I could get it here now. I could get it here now. And I'm glad that I left it on the table because it, it, I was chasing like with that, like obviously you're thinking money and I'm not driven by that. Like sure. I'm gonna get money regardless. Like, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I don't even say as cocky as that sounds, but bro, I've been selling candy when I was like 14, 15. I've yeah, been, hey, you, you figure it out. Like I'll say, you figure it out. I've hustled right. my entire way here. So it's yeah, like, oh, I'm gonna right. get my money regardless. Like real estate, right? Yeah. But there's so many different ways of you know, making money, but I wanna do something I love, right? right? No one, like you said, you were doing something, you were making six figures. Some, mm -hmm. Someone from the outside would say, why would you stop? Oh, yeah. 
but it's not about it's really yeah, it's, not about it's really not about money man yeah, like, yeah nah. it's it, really, like i said people th people look at me crazy man it's like well like i want i want to do what i want to do and it, and it's and it kind of just to quote our boy kobe bryant it's like yeah he could have continued to play basketball but that's not what he wanted anymore he wanted to, like why would you why would you quit the nba and start storytelling well, because that's where my interest lies right that's that's what i want to do and we have to get out of the we have to get out of this program state of where you know you you got to stick to your day job you got to do what's safe or you got to do what's comfortable or you got to do what you said you wanted to do and do it for the rest of your life it's like people change right you know and it's like we you have you have goals and you have you know people think you have destinations right and it's like but that's your goal never really stays your goal because the process you're gonna you're gonna grow you're gonna sprout right and and, and your goal is gonna change as you as you continue to grow and as you continue to go in the direction that you want to go we have a direction that we want to go we don't have a destination right the destination is death right there's no destination right you can you live life and you relish in your experience and you go and you grow and you figure things out and you try to live a fulfilled life as much as you can doing the things that you want to do right that's the goal so and the goal never stops like i said it's just like animation it's just like with writing it's just like any creative medium your life is a creative medium right and you just keep going with it there's no final destination you just keep growing and going and doing what you want to do ultimately and and if it and if that doesn't fit the career that you your nine to five that you've been doing or what you said you wanted to do or whatever then it just doesn't fit you don't need an explanation for it i can't i i you know i can't imagine i'm gonna say i can't imagine but Going back to what I, what, you know, you talked like, oh, I could show you my next move and you still wouldn't see, you know, what I yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm looking at, like, I don't, I don't want to say I'm looking at you, but I'm definitely looking at you and I'm like, yo, like, Shay, you like, you're like, as far as just like your potential and like everything, that you, what, you, and what you're doing is freaking inspiring. The fact that at any given point in time, you could like, okay, you could like mix animation and writing. The fact that you have that in your arsenal, mm -hmm. that is just like, you are, a, you are, you are a force to be reckoned with in this game. And if they don't, if they don't know who Shay Stone is, they're going to definitely know after this interview because, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, this, sure. this one definitely lifted me up. Energy is contagious. And I pay attention. Yeah. I pay attention to how I feel when I speak to people and how they make me feel right. when I talk to them. And oh, I don't get inspired that much. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't get inspired that much, but definitely yeah. like this one, this one was definitely, um, this one definitely had a good, oh, I really like this yeah, one. Yeah, no, this is, no, this is, this has been a, a I, fantastic I, conversation. I really enjoyed this one because I connected with you on so many different ones, especially where, where I asked you about, you know, people boxing you and expecting you to do animation for the rest of your life. Like people think, oh, can you train me? No, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> right. Right? right? So it's just like, oh man, like this was just like real raw. Um, yeah, those are sure. notes. Um, sure. uh, definitely want to talk about, uh, if you want to just, uh, give us a little bit more information on the book, uh, be better than you when to expect it. I know you mentioned no date as of right now. Right. Um, definitely look forward soon. Yeah. I, uh, no, yeah. Be better than you. Yeah. That's, that's the book title. First book that I have coming out. Uh, it'll come out this fall. Like I said, no, no date, but it's coming. It's close. And, uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, be better than you. It's, it's, it's a movement, man. It's, it's a lifestyle. Like I said, it's a calling to raise the level of awareness, uh, late, raise the level of competition within yourself, you know, uh, and create a community of just intellectuals, man. And just, uh, and, you know, and, and streamline it in a way that's conducive to success and whatever you think that is right. Um, success 
success is not all about money. You know, it's, it's about doing what you want to do and progressing in that direction. Uh, you know, you say, you know, uh, Bill Gates is successful. And then you also say Martin Luther King is successful, right? One's a billionaire, one wasn't, right? Uh, but they're both successful. So uh, that's what Be Better Than You is all about, is just focusing, focusing on ourselves. And the book is, I, I'm excited because it's going to be a foundation for a lot of the different things that I plan to do in the future, uh, which is why I have to get it out as soon as possible. But for now, but for now, I'm on, uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, and I post on Instagram daily, and I, I have plans for that, and we're going to start, uh, I have a team working with me, and we're going to start, you know, introducing a, a variety of different things to help people, hopefully, and, uh, and like I said, the website, I write articles every week, just for fun, and uh, there's going to be a bunch of different things going, it's just, it's just exciting, and, and I'm at the base camp of it right now, and I'm not rushing it, it's, it's, it's no rush, because this is, this is going to be a lifetime, so. Uh, I'm excited about it. But yeah, the book, look for it this fall for sure. But for now, go follow shaystone.s. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, a book signing copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already and, know. And a shirt. I'm a Smedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nah, a shirt. You already know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need this sign, though. Like, I don't understand. I don't even, you know what's so crazy? Right. You know, honestly, yo, COVID honestly has been a blessing because prior to this, yeah. prior to this, I was getting ready for a TED Talk in California. Oh, really? This was, yo, Shay, this was supposed to be my big, my quote-unquote big break opportunity. Yeah, you're fine, man. Yeah, now I'm fine. I'm totally fine. But it's still postponed. It's mm-hmm. still going to, it's still postponed. It's still going to happen. Um, That's dope. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, yeah. No, you know, definitely. I didn't realize that was the oh, yeah. situation. Like, that's amazing. Get yo again, man. <laughs> I was actually just watching TED Talk the other day. I was like, damn, like that'd be dope to go in there and speak. Ah, so, it's, it's, it's I want to say it's not hard to get in. You could obviously, I think anyone could get in. Um, mm-hmm. you know, with COVID right now, I don't think nothing's happened, but there's virtual ones. Is it the yeah. same? Obviously, no, but mm-hmm. um, there's that yeah. oppor- there's that opportunity that door is open as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Yo, Shay, definitely, yo, thank you again for this interview. Thank you for uh, your time stepping on the St. Clair Speak Show. Um, guys, you can stream all episodes of the St. Clair Speak Show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public. We are now coming to Facebook and, of course, YouTube. This is the St. Clair Speak Show. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speak Show.